welcome to the Clear Tai Chi Mastermind meeting for Friday, uh, February 26, 2021. And today with us, we've got uh, your host, me, Gay, the, uh, and uh, Matt Holker. <laughs> and he is the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. We've also got Greg Nolmeyer. He is in Ypsilanti, Michigan, and I'll let him tell you the other couple places there. Yeah, Ann Arbor uh, and Ipsy. Hello. Yep. Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hello. Hello. Uh, Art Don in Washington, D.C. area. I'll have to let him tell you where. Hi, everyone. This is uh, Greenbelt, Maryland, about 12 miles east of Washington, D.C. Welcome. And Chris Walsh in uh, outside of Bangor, in Maine. I'll let him tell you where. <laughs> yep, I'm in uh, Hollowell, Maine, just outside of Augusta, Maine. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Uh, let's see here. Um, going down the list. Daniel Stringer in Middle, Tenet, Middle Florida. I'll let him tell you what parts. Uh, yeah, hello. My name is uh, Daniel Paisley uh, DeLand and just uh, north of Orlando. Welcome, welcome. And uh, Harry Legg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Hello, hello, hello. If uh, yeah, if you're in New York or northern New Jersey, uh, actually, I also have a student not too far away in Pennsylvania. It's about a 90 minute drive. So if you're ah. anywhere in that area. All right. Thank Who is you. it? Huh? Who is it? Oh, Andre. Yeah. Andre. I don't I don't know if you know him yet. Did he move? No, this is a different one. This is a different one. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And then um, Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida. Boca Raton, Florida, or as it's getting to be, mini New York, New Jersey area. Uh, <laughs> and people moving down after they <laughs> wrecked that place. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then um, I keep skipping around on a thing here. Sheila Bell <clears throat> in uh, Costa Rica. I'm going to let her tell you what part. Hey everybody. Yes, I'm in Costa Rica, which is between Nicaragua and Panama, not an island. <laughs> and I give classes in Playa del Coco, in Liberia, which is close to the airport, and in Playa Panama. And uh, I believe, Jim, that that's called My Blue Heaven when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, both of you. Uh, anybody I've left out here? The names are skipping around, so I'm trying to follow through the list. But anyways, is there anybody I left out? Okay, great. Uh, our topic today is part two of Qigong, Nigong, and Fagong. But first, a word from our sponsor. So uh, we have Clear Tai Chi online, and that's at www.clearmartialarts.com. And with that, there's essential keys to internal power. There's the, chi, there's the Chi Energy book that is uh, Chi Energy Activation, Cultivation, and Flow, and the DVD for the book. And we also have Clear's 24-7 Qigong available at clearmartialarts.com. Anything else to add there? Um, if, you've, uh, if you've not heard us talk about these things before, they're all great ways to get into Qigong, to enhance your Qigong. Um, the, the Chi Energy book and DVD are more about the practice of qigong and some nigong and some nigong and the uh and the clear qigong 24 7 daily qigong and nigong is more about how to incorporate that training into kind of your daily life 
uh, so that you don't have to take a bunch of time out of your day and set it aside for training right, where you can train while you're doing other things. Um, and so they're both really great, um, you know, really, really helpful programs. Um, and there's a lot more uh, in that in that vein available at clearmartialarts.com. Cool. Thanks. All right. So uh, the first item up today is definition of fog and what and what it is. Right. And it's a mission work. Fog. most people uh, traditionally in Tai Chi, if you heard uh, they, they're familiar with Fajin and they think explosive power. Right. And really, it's a mission power. And so what happens when you're talking about the energy aspects, it is energy, emission, transmission, movement in that way. Um, and so uh, it's emitting work. And that doesn't mean that you're emitting and losing a bunch of energy, but it does mean that there's energy being moved around in that way and that, that there's the energy that emits off of you and like the Wei Chi field and being able to perceive that, feel that, work with that, that kind of thing. And then using yours to work with theirs and make those adjustments and that, and that kind of thing. And I'm simplifying that a little bit, but it's a mission. And so what, what, and I, uh, let's see here. The emission for fighting is explosive. That's why people tend to think that fa means exploding, right? Um, and I've talked to you a little bit about how it relates to fa gung or emission work practice. Fa gung being that type of qigong. So qigong is the big category, energy work. Fa gung is a type of qigong, and it's one that's pretty specific to healing. So anytime you hear fa gung, and it's not a common term in the states. If you say fagong to Chinese, uh, they know what you're talking about normally. And by that, I mean, it's common enough there that even if they're not really a practitioner, but they're familiar in the same way that we're familiar with jogging or fitness clubs, even if we don't go jogging or to fitness clubs. Um, but anyways, and also how we're familiar with some different healing aspects that you can normally, like most people are familiar with what uh, neurosurgeons or or the brain surgeons working on your brain or heart doctors talking to you about your heart health, those kinds of things. Anyway, so fagong is just common enough in China that most people are going to have an idea of what you're referring to, um, even though they may not be a practitioner or, or have ever wanted to be one. Um, fa is the emission of the signals or information from the inside of your body and that is reflected in your Wei Qi field. So your body's got something going on in it, whatever that is. And when somebody that's trained in this feels your, your Wei Qi, the surface anywhere from an inch to a foot out from your body and are at the right place and distance and, and with the training and the understanding, they feel that field and whatever they feel or sense, then that is a reflection of what is actually happening in the body. So the one I like to use as an example is arthritis. Arthritis has a very specific, very scratchy, itchy, uh, and pleasant sort of a feel. And it's a general vibration of a sort in that vein. And once you felt it two or three times, you know, first time you, you feel it, you actually and feel it good. Generally speaking, you feel it again, you'll know it's you'll know it's arthritis. I found that a lot of people, if they haven't had any training before at all, they gotta feel it two or three times just to kind of get acclimated. And then once they've done that, anytime you feel it again, you're scanning somebody and you feel arthritis, you know, oh, I know that feeling, that's arthritis. And the uh, and so it feels the same to somebody who's trained at it, it feels the same every time in the same way that if we're talking food, um, 
a tomato-based sauce is always going to be or normally going to be recognizable as a tomato-based sauce. A, a curry is going to be recognizable as a curry. A something super you know, candy, sweet, or sugar in that way is going to be recognizable as that. And so even though there's a bunch of different kinds of tomato-based sauces and a bunch of different kinds of curries and a bu bunch of different kinds of sugars or a bunch of different kinds of salties, uh, this kind of thing, um, that there may be variation from one person's arthritis to another or a different reason for the arthritis and all that, but it's still all going to be enough in that category to where it's, it is obviously to somebody again, trained at it a little bit, um, as arthritis, as opposed to other things. Um, and so like that, so I'm going to open up the field here for you got uh, kind of hopefully set at least some kind of a foundation for Fogum and give you guys, most everybody here has had training in it um, and actually can do work for um, doing healing work with it. And, um, and some of them are working on the program. Most of you, most of the folks that are the regional organizers or the folks on this call have training where they're working on where they can actually teach the level one to, to basically get somebody to the basic first level healer level. Um, and so they've got experience in it and have seen and done different things with it, including um, seeing me do some advanced work in different sessions and then doing their own work, including some of it over Zoom, which um, you know most people wouldn't have thought possible. Of course, if you're not familiar with the fogging at all, that seems a little bit out there at first too. Anyways, all right. So I wanna open that up and let you guys talk about it some and, and comments or thoughts or, or other things or kind of stuff you talk to for folks who have not heard of or are unaware about Fogong. By the way, when we promote it, sometimes we make the mistake of promoting Fogong. And if people haven't heard of it, then we don't get a big response. So I've learned that we promote it as Qigong. They've heard of that. And then this is the Qigong specifically for doing hands-off healing work on and with another person. Yeah, so sometimes you'll hear us call it Fogong. Sometimes you'll hear us call it the like chi energy healing um, and uh, and other things. But uh, but typically, if we're talking about um, energy healing work in our system, we're talking about Fogong in, in this way. Um, Harry, you looked like you were ready to jump in. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> of everything that I have learned from you over the past close to a dozen years now, Fogong is by far in my opinion, the most valuable. Um, because while I love having martial, some martial skill and ability, and you know I love push hands and, and whatnot, um, being able to, well, help myself, and being able to help others help themselves through this is the greatest thing. Um, I will give a couple quick stories. One happened this year during the whole COVID thing. And because I'm fortunate enough to have been doing Fogung for, a, a, I've been to, I believe, eight Fogung workshops and you're advanced so far. And that's, that's one thing that uh, people may want to know that you take this workshop over and over and your skill just keeps jumping and jumping and jumping. Uh, yes. And um, also due to you kind of unlocking the door for us, I did learn to do the long distance connection, which absolutely is freaky, especially when you first do it. My mind was blown. I don't think I slept for a couple of nights because my mind was just like, whoa, this, this is crazy. Oh, so what happened there was that um, 
the fog on, or not fog, I'm sorry, the coronavirus had reached a point where it was obvious where everybody was having to close down their classes. This would have been in probably March or April, probably April of 2020. Yep. And it was obvious that everything was going to be shut down, that we weren't going to be able to go out, that we weren't going to be able to do any workshops, that we weren't going to be able to get hands on with people, that even students that, that I and, and the other folks here have and you at home if you're a teacher, that we were going to have to do that over Zoom and that we were talking over Zoom and really, really that was kind of what was going to be going on and that it was going to be for a good while. We didn't expect it to last quite a long, as long as it has. At the same time, we knew it could be a bigger, longer term kind of deal. And so at that point, I was like, okay, guys, um, life's dealt you a, a, a crap sandwich. And so I'm going to give you something to, uh, to help make that better. And so go ahead, Harry. <laughs> okay. Well, so uh, I had a student who was fairly new at the time. Well, well hold on. So tell him what, what happened with that. What, so we, I got on the oh. Zoom call with you guys one day. Oh. Well, you, you moved us, you know, uh, on the zoom call, you told us to sit at the edge of our edge of our seats and nice and balanced. And we could feel the pull and the push. And I'm like, Oh my God, I have, what is that? So I called, uh, another one of our instructors. He's not a, a regional, but he, he could be, uh, is, uh, Paul Shansky, but he lives right here and, and, and works with me. And I said, Paul, we got to play with this. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> and and before you know it, it was happening. Um, and you said you couldn't sleep a couple nights after your first. Well, just well, it it, it, it wasn't so much that um, from the the push and pull, which did blow my mind. Yeah. Um, I felt it live in a room, but long distance like that, crazy. Yeah. What what really blew my mind is when I learned that I could connect to someone long distance, and basically bring them into the room with me energetically, spiritually, and I could do everything fogung wise that you can do in the person's physically in the room with you through this method. And then because I have done your fogung training so many times, one of the things you have to have had that a number of times. Oh yes. What you're talking about now. Absolutely. Otherwise you would have to have the, the energetic mental capacity for what has to go on there. Go ahead. Right. Um, one of the things that happened to me, I think my fourth time through with you, and it's, it's going to be different for everyone is that I could see the energy and I'm, so I'm scanning someone doing the fogung technique long distance. And I see that same energy, like in the air, in my room, that is the, like, that's what really did it for me. Oh my God. And, and so it just took me a while to let that compute and sink in <laughs> so that's and, and and since then way back we there's almost not a day that goes by that i'm not doing something with someone long distance and we're shooting waves at each other and spirals and feeling uh yesterday greg and i worked together we felt each other light up our middle down tn then get real dense in the bottom and then uh shoot up you know through the bowie point and we could just sense that and feel the changes and differences and all sorts of stuff that you can do with this which is amazing and most people have heard of some of this from the senior masters like the senior healing traditional chinese medicine masters in china the, uh, they don't talk about it in terms of the specific t terms you're talking about and like the pressure points and the 
the actual aspects of the energy flows and those kinds of things. They just talk about the guy, I walked in the room and the guy was able to diagnose me. And then I felt like different. And he was like, okay, here's your bill. And what happened? And so there's stories like that that come out of China. They're not used to uh, non-Chinese being able to do it, which is part of what we're big about. Not that I, I'm ha I've got people that are Chinese for students. And so that's fine too. But I'm saying normally that stuff is so guarded that it's that it's hard to get. And then of course there's what the work is, and then putting in the time and the effort and the intellectual price, uh, the intellectual uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not exchange. Um, what do you call money? Uh, investment. The intellectual. Yeah, thank you. The intellectual investment in order to understand and really feel it and really do it. And so, uh, but once those things are in place, this is all doable. It's why it's, it's not that, you know, how's the Chinese master doing it any different than anybody else? And people have a tendency to get very well, it's because he's Chinese. And it's like, how did that make him able to do something better or different or, or something very impressive like that, right? And it's, it's, not the, it's not the ethnicity that did it. It was the skills that were taught, the skills that were practiced, the skills that are put into play and how they're put into play. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so um, one of the one of the best uses of this was um, a student that I had. His name's Brian. In fact, he's the brother of one of Daniel's students down in Florida. Um, so it's fun because they have that little brotherly rivalry, and, and we have fun with that. And it's a whole different thing. But anyway, um, he lives uh, in the Bronx and was riding his bike in Manhattan. Fortunately, had a helmet on, but was the victim of a hit and run head on with an SUV. And his head hit the windshield and down he went. Fortunately, when the uh, when EMS arrived, he did not even have a concussion, but he was really, really banged up and in pretty bad shape. No broken bones, but it was bad. And he was a, a very new student of mine, maybe, you know, because of the... Uh, uh, distance from me to where he's at and public transportation and the nightmare of that here in this region, uh, he would see me once every other week for two or three hours at a time. And so he hadn't been with me that much. And as we kind of alluded to, you don't typically talk about this stuff with people right away um, because they might think you are Looney Tunes and like, uh, you know what, thanks, but <laughs> no thanks. And I want that to happen. So I hadn't talked about any of this stuff with him yet. It was all very Lee physical based, of course. But with that happening to him and him calling me and telling me what had happened, I'm like, ah, I could probably help him a little bit. I don't know for sure, but probably. So I took the chance and I, I said to him, you know, I have this energetic healing modality that I got from Sifu Clear. Um, I would be willing to try that with you. Um, I make no guarantees, but there's a fair chance it could relieve something. And I told him, I said, I tip, we typically don't talk to newer students about this right away because it can freak people out. It's just something that, you know, for many, it's, it's way out there, which is the same reason why we really don't talk about it in Facebook forums and stuff like that. Good Lord. So he was like, heck yeah, of course I'll try that. And so this was fresh. It had just happened to him like a day and a half ago. I got him on Zoom and brought him into the room, as I had mentioned, um, and I could feel it like crazy and pulled and pulled and pulled and manipulated his energy uh, appropriately. Um, yeah, you know, you have to have the method to understand it. Um, 
and provided him relief right there on the spot. He woke up the next day and his, at the time, fiance said, what the heck did he do to you? How are you feeling so much better, like right away? Um, and he explained it to her and, and, and that, and so that had the effect of making him go, oh, holy crap, I really want this. And it made him an even stronger, more dedicated student. And then his fiance got COVID. So uh, Greg and I, and Paul Shansky, we did a, a th all three of us worked on her at the same time and helped relieve the tightness in her chest and whatnot. And as you know, Jim Kelly will be able to speak to the fact that we all got to help him as well as he battled COVID. So this is the reason, th this is the most valuable thing that I have, in my opinion, that you have to offer. Not that everything else isn't amazing, but I love this. I, um, can I just say something? Cause I have to go to work and I'd love to just echo something that, like what Harry's saying, uh, if it's okay. Well, first of all, knowing Brian and his brother, I would just, uh, as a witness, I would just say what Harry said is absolutely true. Cause I heard all the reports from his brother about how excited he was. And with all this stuff that they're talking about and all the guys I'm sure are going to share awesome stories. Um, because we've all been around Sifu clear and we all have had these awesome experiences and all kinds of stuff. And so if you're listening and any of this stuff sounds exciting or intriguing or crazy or whatever, I would say just get to Sifu Clear or someone else who's qualified under him. I would just encourage people that are listening to just take that step and go see Sifu and go to one of the workshops or if we got one in April, then go to the one in April or something. So and if you can't make it to any of that um, or you live close to one of our regional organizers, get with them um, because every one of them have some ability with this. So um, you know, and that's, that's part of it. We're trying to get that out there and get it into the Western world, especially with, you know, the circumstances we find ourselves in today. And I've been saying that for a long time, but for the last year and a half, almost or a year, that's had a whole different meaning <laughs> with the COVID crazy. Right. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Dan. The, uh, anybody else on, uh, Fogong or either experiences you've had or stuff to, well, I, I have one story I share, but I saw Art looks like he was. Well, uh, yeah, I just have, like, again, a, a quick story from, it was actually after my, my, my first, the first workshop. Um, I was in Maryville for this workshop, and then I came um, back to the Washington, D.C. area, and I was part of another Tai Chi group. And um, I, you know, talked about how I'd been to this workshop, and various things I'd done. And, and after class, um, I wanted to, some of the people were more receptive than others. And this one man said, well, you know, um, sure, go ahead and, you know, um, try try some of the, the techniques on me. So I wanted to, you know, try to do something that would really give him some some effect of this. And, uh, um, and not knowing, you know, I didn't say, well, do you have any aches or pains or anything? I just, Went up to him and was going to give him our um, internal push hands hand position and, and get that set and send energy into him and, and and I walked up and I did that and relaxed and then um, after just a, a few seconds his his eyes sort of lit up and he went hey wow my um, my shoulders better and and actually actually when, when I walked out to him besides putting the hands on, I actually thought, well, I'll send the energy to his right shoulder, just 
to see if he feels that and what effect that has. And then, you know, after I did that, he says, oh, wow, my, my shoulder's much better. I had, I forget if he strained it, pulled the muscle or, or something, but it had been sore. And he said that it was, it was a lot better then. So um, just again, after um, th this one workshop and training with Seafood Clear and his students and, and other practitioners, um, I developed the ability to help people with injuries. Um, this is mild, so to be sure, but I, I was just beginning, but it definitely worked. Um, and just even without knowing exactly what it was or, or where to heal, just I maybe intuitively picked up on his right shoulder and sent the energy there. But it's um, that was one of my first experiences using it, and I found it um, excellent. Thank you. Um, I will share just one quick story. I've already talked some on other, um, you know, in other episodes about healing stories and, and uh, working with students. And what normally comes to mind for me is kind of the most recent or most advanced stuff that, that tends to be kind of what's most exciting for me at the moment. Um, but one, I, I'll tell uh, just a story about one of my earliest kind of exciting moments with the Fagong uh, training, which was that it was my second time through the workshop. The first time through, I was able to sense things and uh, manipulate them to some extent and getting, you know, positive results, kind of like what Art uh, talked about, only, you know, just with the Fagan method, with just hands off and with people who were there to be healed. Um, and I was getting some success with it. And then in the second workshop, uh, I, I was trying to kind of stretch my boundaries a little bit, get better with the method, um, get more consistent and just get it to where I really felt like I, I kind of owned it reliably. Um, and that I wasn't just, you know, experimenting or playing around with, with this, or that I needed Sifu Clear to be there guiding me saying, yes, you're doing that right. Or no, you're not. I really wanted to like experience it myself. And I scanned, uh, one of my partners and I found an anomaly reported it to Sifu Clear and Sifu said, well, what, what qualities does it have? Um, uh, and I said, what do you mean? And, and, and he, uh, I think he had explained it at that point, but he said, you know, is it, um, uh, is it, it, does the energy feel like moist or spiky or electric or scratchy or like, what are the qualities of it? And so uh, he said, go back and explore that. And so I did, I went back and I, scanned again and I really took detailed notes on different kinds of qualities that I was picking up in this, for lack of a better word, energetic anomaly on my partner. And then once I had made my notes, I went back and, uh, and got Sifu Clear again, which he had asked me to do. And he came back and scanned the same area and started calling out the qualities that he was picking up. And without having communicated about it beforehand, the stuff that he was feeling was the same stuff that I had felt. It was, I, I, I even remember the particular, like there were a few qualities that really stood out to me. It was dry. It was hot, like, like warm uh, heat and, and kind of windy, like, like desert air um, was what the, the kind of specific quality of it that stuck, that stuck out to me. And as he, as he for clear, scanned and started calling out things, he called out all those qualities, those same ways, not different, like really, it was really obvious that there is, there is something independent there that, 
that really is a shared experience amongst people that it's not just in every every fogong healer that's somebody trained in this holding their hand out and feeling let's say we find a very basic uh case of some like arthritis on the knee from being bumped and scraped and ran into things over the course of a lifetime um everybody every fogong healer they're going to get some little nuanced things just like we don't all taste the same food exactly the same way but it's really so close that if you started describing it the description should be like pretty much the same and and some you know it's just like if we all see something spiky we all say something to the effect of that's spiky and so everybody who's doing fogong or the vast majority of the people doing the fogong they're going to experience that the same way and i i don't know why exactly but that 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 like knowledge that like that discovery that that like that there is this consistency there that that other fogong practitioners without talking about it beforehand feel the same or similar things and you know the same way that it's not just some kind of a mind map that's independent of that that it's not something that's just intuition that there really is an energy there that we're feeling and that it it has this sort of independent existence and that people perceive that in common ways that revelation was like mind blowing for me back then and that really opened up that whole world and allowed me to explore the world of energy healing from more of a sort of a you know coming from more of a western scientific skeptical kind of a background that discovery really allowed me to pursue this with a much more kind of a scientific mindset and bent and it allowed me to um to also you know it gave me a way to kind of compare to, to bring my own skill up where it was like okay here's what i'm feeling now i'm going to find someone else who's trained in the method which i had the privilege of being around other people who are trained in the method and see what they're feeling and compare notes and i was able to um to get other kinds of feedback that way beyond what is just kind of automatically a part of the method um which there is feedback Method, but if I could throw something in there uh, with with a little bit of what Matt's saying, um, I think a lot of a lot of the traditional way that uh, a lot of the energy was learned was through this concept. Oh, just just do the form and it'll come. Oh, or just yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> but I, I I just wanted to say that. The, you know, I did the form for almost 15 years. And before I met, uh, you know, this group and, and Sifu Clear, and I had just had brief um, experiences with it. But going, you know, going to the classes and the seminars and doing the reading and, and the videos, and I find that you do progress by leaps and bounds. Like Harry said, every time I do the the Fagong class, I'm, I'm amazed at, at what I walk away with and, and very appreciative. But a, a lot of this stuff, I have students for, for 15 years, 16 years, and, and I've just started going over more of the Fagong, more of the, uh, you know, the energy work. And I find that unless you open your mind to that Eastern philosophy or the well, the use of yi and, and the directing of energy, it, it's, it does, uh, it takes a little bit of 
of uh, uh, changing your mindset and opening up your mind. And, uh, you know, with what Matt was saying, by talking to other people that are practitioners and, and to, you know, to get help or to get input, it's amazing when you start to categorize, oh, did you feel that? Oh, yeah, I felt that. What did it feel like to you? Or it should feel like this or, and, and it starts to, you know, put everything in a different framework. So I, I think that, you know, with the energy uh, coming from a, you know, a, an outsider or more Western philosophy, I, I have found it extremely interesting and, and very beneficial to do the classes and to, you know, to get the, to get the exposure from you guys. And I appreciate that. Sure. Thanks. The uh, I find two things. Uh, the first one is is that in the tra traditional Chinese medicine colleges in China, and I've been to the institute there in Shanghai, um, and in Beijing, I think I went as well. The uh, uh, I don't remember the Beijing one though. I remember the I remember the Shanghai one pretty well, and I bought my book set there, which was an encyclopedia that they used for teaching the acupuncture, and it's the Qigong aspects at the acupuncture school. And then Fogong is a part of that curriculum uh, where there are people then that can specialize in that, where if they're getting coming out where they're not an acupuncturist, but they're a Qigong medical practitioner uh, like that, then they've learned the Fogong. And so there's actually stuff in the medical text for the Chinese medicine, specifically about different aspects of Fogong um, like that. And then fortunately I was able to get a set that had all the Chinese and then for half the book, and then it had that same text in there in English, not always the best translation, but where you could tell that they were basically translating what was there as opposed to giving a uh, modified version of, of things that, that wasn't accurate, right. To, to what they're doing. Um, and so I didn't, and by the way, I didn't learn the method from that. I knew the method already and was getting trained in the method when I was there. Uh, and there are a lot of different methods for Fogong. Um, in fact, there's, there's about 750 different documented Qigong styles. And out of that, uh, when we're talking about the high level for at least a couple 300 of them, they have Fogong methods. And so they'll do things just a little bit different, but just like there's you know, uh, 500 different recipes for spaghetti sauce that, um, you know, that depending on your family and all that stuff, it's kind of like that. So ultimately it's all still a red sauce with certain things going on in order to be a spaghetti sauce, but I'll use that food analogy again, but ultimately it's the same, the same thing going on. Uh, and so at least enough in enough of a way to be, recognizable. Anyways, the most common type of Fogong out there is the Shaolin medical Qigong, um, like that. The, um, I've had some training in that method. I'm not a super fan of that method only because I find that it is technically coming more from the acupuncture base a bit stronger versus the Fogong that I have, which is more associated with Guolin Qigong and then Dr. Fred Wu's family um, medicine, not medical, Chinese medical practice going back about 500 years in their family. Um, anyway, so mine is, and he had the Shaolin medical Qigong as well. I'm talking about Dr. Wu here. The, uh, like that anyways, 
the ones that I've had the exposure to tend to get a little bit more into the actual energy practice and movement. And so there are terms there that are used both in the Chinese medicine that the Fogong is using, um, but it's a little bit more based around that, like E specifically coming to mind, that intellectual mind intent. Um, and then the E leading the Qi, which is kind of Chinese medicine 101. It's what they're trying to do with the needles actually, if they know what they're doing um, for the acupuncturist, I mean. Anyways, and so it's a little more about that. And then you're really learning how to read the energy field in a very specific kind of way. And there are um, towards lesser skilled ways to do that and more and more highly skilled ways to do that. Um, and that includes, you know, both your ability to feel and how you feel and then the ability to see and work with the energy a lot like what Harry was talking about for actually seeing the energy in the room and, and doing being able to manipulate it right there and feel it and those kinds of things. Um, now the question might come up is if that's really happening or is it a mental projection that then because you're manipulating the mental projection you're getting a result and I've seen um, things that indicate both of those depending on the practitioner and what they're doing. Anyways, I know that was a mouthful and, and some stuff to chew on, but thought I'd put it out there. And now a word from our sponsor. What is internal power? Most people only understand external exerting power, which is another way of saying tense muscle strength. Bigger, more tense muscles equal more power. That's external power. Internal power comes from pretty much anything except tensing your muscles. There are many sources of internal power and tapping into them is more of a mind skill than anything else. This is where the phrase mind over matter comes from. My name is Richard Clear and internal power is what I do. Students come to me for the mind over muscle secrets of internal power that are hard to find anywhere else. Over the past 40 years, I figured out how to get students on the fast track to effortless power. I created a one-of-a-kind online program that is getting such amazing results for my students that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you. Yeah, well, and in and, and keeping with the, you know, with the overarching theme, I think <clears throat> what's, what's kind of amazing to me about the Fagan progression is that I, in terms of the training is that I really see that same kind of progression um, that you see in the Tai Chi, where it goes from much more physical and much more kind of overt um, manipulations of your body to much more internal energetic expressions, much more mind directing the energy kinds of um, kinds of things and applications. Um, and it builds like that over time. And, I, and when I first learned the Fagung, I would have thought of the Fagung as being much more of, um, a, I mean, it is a much more directly like energy-based <clears throat> system that you're working with because it literally is your energy field working with someone else's energy field and you're manipulating it energy to energy that way. With a discipline, with a disciplined mind with as part of the training. Um, but it is also, but it does start much more physically where you're standing with your hand and there, there are much more physical kind of qigong exercises that prepare you for it and physical ways to kind of plug into the universal energy to drive it. And there's a, there's a lot more of a kind of a physical element to it at first to get you over those kind of initial hurdles and to get you on the right track. And then very quickly it does 
become much more internal to the point where you can do a lot of the healing with your mind at a distance and then you can do it greater distances and over zoom it gets into it gets into the spirit aspect after you know it's mind more advanced mind and then spirit and from there but that's anyways and i tend not to talk about that stuff unless somebody's already really training it just because if you're like haven't done the first steps and you're the average American, it can be really hard to relate to. And I get that. And I'm not trying to have a bunch of arguments with people. In fact, my favorite way to really show people this, to introduce people to this, other than if they came to the workshop, which we advertise for the first level, first four levels actually, which is one three-day weekend. Um, but it is literally to do some of the work with them, to scan them without them telling me anything, to do some adjustment without them telling me anything and then talk to them from there. And I find that it's very easy once that's happened because they felt this stuff happening in their body and, and are, I'm telling them things that they know I have no way of knowing that. And so it, it makes the conversation very easy at that point. And I'm not a fan of jumping out there with wild stuff, yeah. which we're kind of doing on the call today, but, <laughs> but anyways, and then I've got somebody standing there going, I don't know about all that. And they're wanting to have an argument. And I'm like, I really don't care to have that argument. You know, it's, it's a, uh, I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because it, it works and it's benefited me and it has, I've seen it benefit a lot of people now. And by extension from them working with other people. And so I've seen the benefits and I want that, you know, it's basically part of leaving a more positive, um, leaving the world in a better place, hopefully than when I, than I found it. Giving, giving people the skill, Sifu, absolutely, is making yeah. the world a better place. And yeah. um, in the main workshop, uh, the Fogong workshop, you do make very brief mention of long-distance healing, but you yeah. don't teach yeah. it. And I we, we all teach two techniques in the first one, but most well, okay, you do. Well, with the beginning right. stuff. That they don't I'm thinking of it differently. It about three or four times. <laughs> All right. I was thinking of that differently, but yeah, you, you do. But the reason you don't take it further is because 99% of the people just aren't ready for it. That's right. And, and when you, and you'll kind of know when you're ready for it. Yeah. And, and you know, when your students are ready for it, you can typically sense that. And, and that's. I, I can, read, I can yeah. literally look at the energy and read it and, and tell. And, yeah. You know, when I say read it, I don't mean read it like reading a book, but I mean I can see the energy and it, it tells the story very, very, very directly, very quickly when you know what you're looking at. The uh, the most impressive for me for that kind of thing is Carly because she's able to do some of that. My daughter that's now 11, she's able to do some of that at a really high level, and she's been around it her whole life and and done things with me since she was basically a baby. At the same time. She's got much more from an experiential standpoint and not so much like on that stuff, not very much training. Um, I gave her a little bit of training for sensitivity when she was about six or seven because the feeling the bear, we've mentioned it in other podcasts because she directly, I did it. She saw me do it. She understood that I did it and she wanted to know how I did it. And since she was asking, I, I basically more in an ex experiential way, because I knew if I tried to explain it technically, she wouldn't get it. And so I just kind of did some things interacting with her. And then she worked on it for playing games in the house here for about a month with me and, you know, coming when I was working usually. And then she got to where she could do it. And then it jumped to very high level stuff, like really quickly, which some of the, some of you guys here, on some of the regional organizers on the call when they come in, they've gotten to see her and like Harry specifically has gotten to play fun, mental, spirit, energy-based games with her because 
once she's comfortable with you, which takes a long time, six months or more. Usually, yes, yes. <laughs> the, uh, uh, she is all about it. <laughs> so anyways. Yeah. Um, Sheila, were you trying to weigh in? Yeah, no, I just wanted to mention that in the same way that you took advantage of a moment with your daughter, I think we've taken advantage of this moment with the pandemic that perhaps we've been developing this distance idea more than we would have otherwise, mm -hmm. simply because there is a need. And so that's nice to see that it's a system that sort of responds to its environment in that way that, <clears throat> that it becomes what you need it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Believe it or not, the, uh, the origin of that training happened on one of these very podcasts that was all about what can you do to continue to develop your skill, even in, you know, a pandemic where you can't touch people. <laughs> and this was one of the concepts that came out of that discussion. And then everybody went off and trained it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's great. And, um, I actually came into this system after having learned a different system, which was from the yogic tradition. And there are some parallels between the two systems, but um, I have found that this Fagong system is much more intuitive and much more direct. There's, there's no frou-frou. It's all very, very direct and simple. And um, you do what works and it works and you see that it works. And that's, very, that's a very high positive reinforcement that you're not trying to do any superfluous, you know, theatrical anything. It's just, you know, get to work and get it done and, and it works. And so we keep doing it. It's awesome. Love cool. it. Uh, the interesting thing is that although you find a lot of different practitioners of different kind of medical methods and, and even Chinese traditional Chinese medicine methods where there is this sort of frou-frou, this stuff, when you go to anybody, when you're talking to somebody at one of the colleges and for what's taught in the curriculum and for the acupuncture from day one until they graduate and for even the, the energy and the qigong, for what you're really doing for specific kinds of health issues and problems and then to get result to those problems and, and that kind of a thing, that they're very um, scientific method based, that it's like, even in, when I say that, I mean, it's like, okay, so this thing on my leg has something to do with my liver, you know, huh? And so there's sort of this strange, from a Western mental standpoint, stuff going on in the way these things connect up in the body and what, how they relate and what's going on. But when you look at the Chinese medicine itself from the approach. So people would expect that they're just telling you odd things and that there's not like a science there. And what I have found is that there's absolutely a science to it that, um, well, when we tap that area, these effects happen. Or when we stick the needle in that and like this, it does these things. And when you feel this in the field, um, if it's somebody that an acupuncture, unfortunately, a lot of people today don't have the ability to feel the meridian system and tell what's going on. But the good ones, that is absolute, and the one the way it was traditionally done, you were able to put do pulse diagnosis where you put your hand on their pulse and you can feel the meridian system and tell what's going on with them by that feel. And then you know whether something's off or not. And then for somebody that's not seen it, it's like you're touching my wrist, he's telling me all this stuff about my body. They're actually feeling the energy flow through there. And that energy flow has different kinds of sensations and different kinds of things going on. And depending on what and how much and which meridians, because they're connected to different organs and all that kind of stuff, 
they're able to tell this is what's going on with you. This is what I, this is what the science of the Chinese medicine is saying, and the and the art. You know, even in Western medicine, there's a part where it becomes art, and I think that has to do with the creative aspect to problem solve for the parts that get to towards the outer edge of where medicine is at as it is, as it is in its development at this time. Anyways, the uh, but it's based on the science. It's based on the, the this is true then then this, and if that's true, then this, and step-by-step uh, step kind of a progression in, and so, and so that. Um, for those watching or listening to this uh, somewhat crazy podcast uh, this week, <laughs> uh, well, um, you should know for certain that the Fagung skills absolutely are going to make your Tai Chi that much better. With the e-skill e that you develop, with the level of ting, one of the things, uh, you know, Sifu just talked about, yeah, somebody, you know, uh, touching you and being able to tell all these things wrong with your body. Well, in, in your push hands training somewhere in the curriculum <laughs> is put your hand on someone for one second, take the hand off. And now you better, you better be able to tell me half a dozen or more things about what's going on inside their body. I remember you doing that to me. You put your hand down for one second, took it off, and you rattled off at least a dozen things that you knew were going on in me. When you said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going on in me. I didn't even realize you picked up that much. So doing the Fogung training is going to help all the other training as well. And by the way, levels in the push hand so i'm not doing having you do that at level one right <laughs> that's why i said i didn't know where it was in the curriculum it's, yeah two or three yeah. uh when i would first have you doing it where you pick up some things off of that touch and then like a dozen things or more uh, that's going to be up around level four you know so so you will have been at it for a while um uh each one of those levels is substantial to itself so by level four you're doing you're doing stuff that most people most places in the United States would be saying, okay, that's like high level master stuff. And I would be like, no, it's, it's some, a good bit of that now is starting to be master stuff, but it's not the high level stuff yet. in that highest level mastery kind of a way it's getting there, but not quite there yet. Anyways. So sorry, Harry, go ahead. Yeah, I think I was about done, but I, I will, I will say I, well, I've understood this for a while now, but when I first uh, started training with you, your and I've said this before, but again, you get a different audience every time, potentially for these podcasts. Um, your basic skills training in Tai Chi for many places is kind of high level. And, and that's not to be mean. And now I understand how, oh, geez, that, that really is basic. And the, the, even the stuff I have now, which, like you just said, many would think is master level. It's not. I've seen your master level lists of skills that you have yet to teach <laughs> us and that I'm not quite ready for yet or, you know, working on. And whoa, again, it's mind blowing. So this goes way deeper than your average Tai Chi teacher and your average practitioner is even aware of. But it's so difficult explaining this to people because they don't have the experience of uh, touching someone such as yourself, Sifu, or, or even a number of our regionals who, you know, have some better skills. Um, they just don't know. They don't have that base. Yep. So, yeah. And even trying to convey it. Have it. They have a big tendency to not let people touch them. And or even when they're when they are touching, they're doing something with the information, but they're not telling the person what the information is that they got and acted on. 
And if they, and even if they told them something about themselves, they're like, how do you know that? And then they're getting like silence back or something that, you know, doesn't make sense to them. And so they're not able to pick up on the skill. They just not, and they're not even taught, even most of the advanced people, they're not really doubling down on the level of sensitivity and the kinds of things that you're feeling for. And so with that, the student is always going to stay kind of low level. And so with us, I'm really trying to meet people where they're at. And the problem is that they've been exposed to things. A lot of times they want to think that they're at a level to pick up that high level stuff. And it's like, actually, you don't have the foundation yet. And if we can get that foundation, you can answer that question well. But right now, any answer I give you is going to get met with what? You know, and it's going to be like, well, I'm going to have to explain that. And then you're going to be like, okay, now you have to explain what you just said to explain that and do that about five times deep, six times, seven times deep. Now we're, now I've got to something they can pick up on. And it's like, yeah, so, I, I, uh, so I'll have the conversation with somebody. If somebody's hearing this and going, I think I'm advanced and all that, I'll talk to you. And if you're starting to go, huh, even if you're not telling me, I'm gonna pick up that, you're, that, I'm, that I'm unfortunately talking over your head and I'm gonna to try to dummy it down to the point where I'm not. And I don't mean dummy it down like I'm going to dummy it down for you, but I'm going to try to go, you know, to a place where I can tell you're really following that, you're picking up, and you're increasing your ability and knowledge and understanding and skill because of that, so that I can build you to that other place if you're really interested in getting there. I, I can speak firsthand to that, too. I remember early on, uh, primarily, not that I don't ever ask a question now that I'm not ready for, but early on, I remember asking you about mind hits. And that's a whole nother topic, but <laughs> things you were doing to me, well, I'll just, I'll tell one of them. You made it so I couldn't really breathe. All of a sudden, I'm like, what, what the heck? And with your mind, you were able to, to do that. And of course that blew my mind. And I asked you, how, what the heck, how, how are you doing that? And there was no way on earth I was ready to understand how you, I did not have the e-skill training and the, just the time with it. And so the answer you gave me was, and you said, look, I'm not trying to avoid this or whatever. I just, you're not ready for this. There's a whole lot more training and steps that you need. And now many years later, I go, oh, he wasn't being a jerk. Not that I thought you were at the time, but I get why you just could not possibly explain it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, if somebody asked me about that now, I would be like, well, can you feel what the person's breath is doing in their body and how much breath they have in, whether they just, whether they're breathing in or out right now, how much breath is in them at the moment, how much empty, like not breath is in them at the moment. Can you actually, if you were, if we, if I took a glass of water and set it on the table, or a glass that we're going to put water in, could you put an amount of water in there that represents the amount of breath and then the empty space representing the amount of not breath in the body at this moment? And is it incoming or outgoing or holding in some way? Um, how deep in their body is, you know, there's all these things. And then those things somebody can relate to. And if they're going, I can't feel any of that, then you're never going to do this other thing because you have to know all that first. And then there's several other things you have to know in order to be able to do that. But it is, and the way I just put it, um, simple enough that at each level of understanding, but it's not just telling you that, it's then the ability to do it and then how to train to do it and all that kind of stuff. And then from greater distances and with less information and quicker and easier and all that stuff. And by that, I mean just developing a work uh, ethic, a discipline of doing it and being, and being able to do it. And so I'm sorry if that somebody's looking for the very magical, magical path, because I'm going to tell you, it's all work, internal 
as the one Chinese master liked to say, the uh, internal training hard work. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's well worth, worth it. it. But well worth it. Work that can be done and work that pays and dividends. And once you have the skill, just like riding a bike, um, ideally you would practice riding the bike if you're going to be good at it. But the uh, but ultimately, at some point, most people who are adults can hop on a bike and get and go down the road, and it didn't take them any effort to do it, even if they have a brain fart for a moment it's going to go away pretty quickly because you know how to ride a bike. Um, and so it's very much like that. And so once the skill is developed, you pretty much have it, which also helps make that investment worthwhile of your time and energy and, and work and discipline, et cetera. Sorry. Okay. Um, by the way, I hadn't said this on the call yet, but if you want the fog on and you're not able to get with, to come to the workshop live or and or get with me or one of my, one of these, one of the regional organizers and that kind of thing. We do have it available as a video set. I tend to tell people to get it in conjunction with having done the workshop at least once live. Um, the, the, the information is the same on the video set. You can go through the progression and you will get the skill. The, the information is all there. Nothing has been held back. Um, in fact, there's stuff in the video set that we don't always cover in the workshops um, and, and it's really great that way, but I will also say having been to the workshop several times live, um, at, uh, over 10 now, um, or at, at, or maybe over 10, uh, now, um, the, there's an energy there when there's a bunch of people all doing the same thing and you can talk to other people who are trying it out and you have, uh, kind of a number of people there to work on and work with. Um, and to, uh, you know, to feel different things, uh, to, to, to different people have different stuff going on. And so you can feel different kinds of ailments and different issues and get that big sense of it kind of all at once, that intense experience. There's just, there's an energy there that just can't be recreated any other way. And there's a skill level that you'll get just by being there and participating um, that is beyond anything that is that is just about the information being shared so it is a, it is a very much a worthwhile experience it really is something that you should try to get out to at the same time if you can't get there right away and you want to get started the information is available and it is you know it is every bit as powerful as it is when it is delivered in the workshop um, it's the same it's the same stuff uh, so you know get started I think the bigger picture there, the bigger message there is get started whatever way you can, um, but plan on, you know, coming out to one of these workshops. If you're really serious about it, plan on getting with us live at some point. We do them twice a year here. We've been doing them um, on the road, you know, periodically. And so keep an eye out for that and, and really do try to become, you know, try to be a part of one of these live workshops. The in, experience from that is just great. In the Fogong, there's a fair amount of Qigong taught and there's a fair amount of Nigong in there as well, particularly the bone marrow washings and that kind of thing, which you can also get in the Qi Energy book and the DVD for that. And then the 24 seven Qigong, I've got that as one of the things you should regularly be practicing. Um, the name for the Fogong video set is it called Fogong? Yeah, the the um, you'll you'll find it on ClearMartialArts.com under the uh, Fogong Energy Healing um, Fogong Mon Energy moniker Healing moniker yeah <laughs> um, and uh, and um, it is uh, a five disc set. It's for the four workshops that are normally covered in three days uh, in our live intensive training. 
plus an introduction to energy healing. Uh, that is a, a course that's independent, but that is another kind of energy healing program that we put in with those DVDs. And it's an introduction to five different methods of energy healing that are in the vein of Fagong, but are not really specifically Fagong. Um, and then all the Fagong information, it's all available on clearmartialarts.com. I just wanted story. to throw in to the conversation that um, <clears throat> from what Harry said, the, not only the Fogong will improve your Tai Chi, but I also would like to point out that practicing your Tai Chi is going to improve your Fogong. So if you are interested in one, then, you know, you probably should be doing the other. <laughs> and in my own case, I was practicing the Chi Yong, I mean, the Tai Chi, um, and I ended up going to a Fogong workshop first. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but it all comes together. It all comes together. Great. It does. It really does. The, um, the, uh, and the push hands as well. Um, it's, it's all integrated. It's a little easier sometimes for people to see how the Tai Chi like form and, uh, and expressions through the form, how they, how that kind of relates in with the push hands. Um, and sometimes it's, it's a little easy for beginners, especially to think of the Fagong as being this separate piece that's kind of, independent somehow and it's really not they all reinforce each other very much the the practice of the push hands will inform your tai chi playing it with it in the tai chi will improve your fagong which will then uh, improve your sensitivity which will uh, you know improve your push hands and it just it's 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 this integrated whole that really builds and builds and builds but you need the foundation of the three kind of legs of that triangle yeah, when you take the three pieces there, the both the, the basic skills or the level one Tai Chi and then the Fogong and then the and the push hands, a lot of people hear push hands and they think we're talking about like your competitive push hands that you see out at the tournaments, arm to arm and some different things going on. And it's it looks more like sumo wrestling most of the time. It's not that. It is internal work using contact to do it. And that there can be, you can play that competitively, but it's much more about the exploration and the understanding and feeling inside the body and the influence and all of that. And it's, it's about, um, well, it's internal uh, is the best way to put that. It is about what's going on inside for both people, you and the other person that you're in contact with and how you're able to use that and to deal with different kinds of pressures and things that they might be trying to do um, but that it really is the internal aspect and it really builds the internal ability really, really, really fast. Um, both the Qigong aspects and the Nigong. And, um, and it's different than what you see out there for the most part. Although we're trying to get this out there enough that people are able to see it a lot more regularly. If you're not sure what that is, check it out. We have it on our sites where there's a free little primer on the internal uh, push hands. So you can kind of get an idea of what we're talking about um, that way. And you'll see that it's not the pushy shovey stuff. Um, the, uh, not that you couldn't use that as part of that because I have, but, um, but that's, it's a different thing anyways. Um, and so each of those three parts, the push hands and the level one Tai Chi and the, and the uh, Fogum, if you were to take those, back to back and take all three, you would feel like, okay, these barely relate to each other. 
you keep practicing them and you get like the level two on the push hands and you keep, you get a little further up in your Tai Chi, it starts coming together and then you go up another level and all of a sudden it's like, you feel like you need all three of those things to really be complete and doing it. And you can see how they interrelate and how they build on each other and, and expand each other and all that stuff. And so they do come together. It just, it just not in the beginning. I'm trying to make each one digestible for itself. Um, so that somebody can really study that and, and bite that chunk off and, and digest it as opposed to being overwhelmed by it, which would be easy to do if you tried to bring it together too soon. Um, people are gonna have to, uh, for me, it's study those individual parts, get good at them, step it up the level, and then they're going to come together because of what it is. Yeah. Cool. Um, any other thoughts or experiences on, on the Fogong? or the feeling of the energy or the, that kind of thing. So, so you, see, yeah, go ahead. yeah, I'm not sure if this is relevant or not. And I haven't wrapped my round. I, the thought just came to me like, you know, five minutes ago and I haven't, I haven't tried to really wrap my head around whether it's practical, whether it's useful or what, but in, in the um, international center for Reiki training, because of COVID, they went on to develop complete training methods over Zoom. Yep. And in many ways, in the Reiki community, it's really been a good thing because previously people would have to drive for distances and, you know, there would be limited availability. Now with the Zoom classes, if I live in Georgia, I can take any class from anyone any place in the US. And so my options and opportunities are, are much less limited. I have much more access to many more instructors. Okay. So so I don't so in, in the Reiki community, I can see this really helping. Whether it works in Falcon, I don't know, but it's I just want to bring it up as a possibility. So the because I have, I have is if they're doing the healing work on on each like at a workshop. You've got people there. A, they can feel the instructor up close. And secondly, um, you actually have other people in the workshop. So if you're going to work on somebody with somebody, you've got a body right there that, that is provided for you. And so if you're doing it on Zoom, is it that you make sure that you've got to have two people where you're like somebody where you're at in order for you to work on them? Or how are, or are you working on each other over Zoom the whole time? Uh, I... I don't remember. I, I took an introduction to it, and I don't remember all the details. Yeah. I, I'm sure that it's a major advantage if you can have like a what the bubble buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's a major advantage. Whether it's necessary, I don't know. I haven't talked to any of the people that are doing it, but mm -hmm. I, I at at the instructor level where people have the sensitivity at all. Yeah, and it's not so much of a problem. But they yeah, do teach instructor more. classes. Mm -hmm over zoom now yes yeah yeah instructor so, classes are, are not a difficult thing to do over zoom the beginner classes i would see that being really tough okay so i i just because because i want the body there in order to feel yeah. it people have the struggles that they have with that and they need the the, the little hands-on help to get it going on and or somebody standing right there going okay you're a little too you know you're doing some little odd thing that's off 
and then feel from here and that kind of a thing. And it's just that beginning one. Now, once they're really up and running, it's not that everything is easy to do on Zoom, but definitely there's a lot more that can be done over Zoom that way, a lot more. But okay. beginning part, I would say that would be tough. And so if you were doing it with somebody, even on what little bit I know about Reiki, from the beginning, uh, I would really be asking, okay, who are you working on? You know, it's And if you're working with somebody over Zoom, I know that some of the, the Reiki that I'm aware of, the way that it works, you could probably do that and get some result um, because it's much more about mental um projection than it is about sensing so much about what's going on with the other person mm -hmm. yeah uh, and the fog on the sensitivity is uh attuned a bigger part yeah i agree a yeah. bigger part of what's going yeah. on and so that sensitivity has to be developed and you got to do it in steps and then once they get to enough step like what harry was talking about earlier once you get far enough along in that now you can do it remotely and it's fine but it has to be built to that level if you're going to have really, you know, excellent result with it. I would also say that for beginners, for like real rank beginners in Fogong who've never really done it before, not, not even done Reiki or anything like it, and but <clears> then <throat> really want the energy healing method and want to pursue it with the Fogong, it can be done long distance. The place to start is with the video course that we have available on clearmartialarts.com that we've mentioned. Get that information get some practice under your belt, try the techniques, look at the troubleshooting um, sections, you know, really be critical of yourself and really be aware of like, am I in too far on the field? Am I doing what he, what he told me to do? And go through it a couple times and get some practice under your belt. And then you can do a Zoom call with uh, like me or C for Clear or some, someone who is in a position to give you corrections and tune-ups and, um, and you can, you can help, you know, that, that can help you develop the skill that way, but just really trying to jump in and do it all by zoom up front would be, uh, would be tough, um, for the fogging method. Like you, you'd really want to have tried out some of the techniques and put in some practice. Yeah. Put in some time. <clears throat> yeah. If you've got the videos and you did the video set working with whoever you could, whatever family member or person you could grab a hold of to, that would be willing to help you then and you can get in your work in the stuff and getting troubleshooting it by you know the trial and error and really working on it then to get a boost up over zoom's not hard at all mm -hmm. that would be that would be fairly easy especially if you've got a partner there that you can reach out your hand and try stuff with but if <clears throat> or if you had troubles and were like called and said okay i'm working on this part and i'm having this difficulty and i'm watching you work with somebody i can see the energy for that enough to be able to go okay this is what's going on and help, and then and then adjust help you to adjust so that you're then good. But to teach the basics like that normally, it's just it's extremely difficult um, in terms of just not you know having the person in the room by themselves. And then and then that's the other part is that I really think you need the body there to begin with for for a good while. That, okay. that yeah. to, do it, to do it remotely in the beginning. I'm not saying somebody wouldn't have ability with it, especially if they have other things and an ability that way already. But if they're like the average American, I would say no. There's so, a lot yeah. of beginning exercises that are building up where you're, where you're, you know, building <clears throat> your own energy and learning to circulate yeah. your own energy for That's different fine. purposes and all that stuff that could be taught by Zoom that way. But th those can also just be, you know, be very easily learned by the video programs yeah. that we already have. Yep. Yeah, and I, I guess the what what 
would I would agree with what you're saying is once someone is able to to emit the energy and are confident of that, and if they can feel it, yeah. then well, they're in a totally first. different zone. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah. The sensitivity. Yeah. yeah. Once they were confident in those abilities, then could they get extra instruction and advancement via Zoom that was meaningful? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Sure. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Um, any other thoughts or questions or comments or? Okay. Um, thank you, everybody. Um, Great talking to you all today and look forward to next time. And next time will be part three of uh, Fogong, or I'm sorry, Qigong, Nigong, and Fogong. And we talked about feet, uh, about all the, what we're going to be talking about next time will be a lot more about um, tying all these things together a little bit more and, and uh, a little bit different now that we've defined between last week and this week, the Qigong and the Nigong and the Fogong. Um, then we'll get into a little bit more stuff and starting off with um, Tai Chi, you know, and how Tai Chi kind of plays into all this. Wait, Tai Chi plays into all this? Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. You. See you next time. Have a great week. Take care. Take care, everybody. And now, a word from our sponsor. Is Chi real? The word Chi is the Chinese word for energy. And energy is everywhere all around us. Physics says so. The question is not, does energy exist? Because of course energy exists. The real question is, what forms of energy can human beings tap into and use? My name is Richard Clear, and internal power is what I do. After over 40 years of continuous study and research, I created a one-of-a-kind online program that my students are raving about. In it, I revealed the secrets of effortless internal power. The program has had so much success, I decided to take it to the public. In fact, the results are so powerful that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more about this incredible program at internalpowerkeys.com.